Om Namo Narayanaya, welcome back. Today we are reading Chapter 10, Divisions of Creation. Sri Vidyodha said, O great sage, please let me know how Brahma, the grandfather of the planetary inhabitants, created the bodies of the living entities from his own body and mind after the disappearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Greatly learned one, kindly eradicate all my doubts, and let me know of all that I have inquired from you from the beginning to the end. Sutta Goswami said, ah, Son of Rugu, the great sage Maitreyamuni, thus hearing from Vidura, felt very much enlivened. Everything was in his heart, and thus he began to reply to the questions one after another. The sage Maitreya said, Avidura, Brahma thus engaged himself in penances for one hundred celestial years, as advised by Lord Vishnu, and applied himself in devotional service to the Lord. Thereafter Brahma saw that both the lotus on which he was situated and the water on which the lotus was growing were trembling due to a strong, violent wind. Long penance and transcendental knowledge of self-realization had matured Brahma in a practical knowledge, and thus he drank the wind completely along with the water. Thereafter, he saw that the lotus on which he was situated was spread throughout the universe, and he contemplated how to create all the planets, which were previously merged in that very same lotus. Thus engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Brahma entered into the world of the lotus, and as it spread all over the universe, he divided it into three divisions of worlds, and later into fourteen divisions. Lord Brahma is the most exalted personality in the universe because of his causeless devotional service unto the Lord in mature transcendental knowledge. He therefore created all the fourteen planetary divisions for inhabitation by the different types of living entities. Vidura inquired from Maitreya, My lord, O oh, great lunar sage, kindly describe eternal time, which is another form of the Supreme Lord, the wonderful actor. What are the symptoms of that eternal time? Please describe them to me in detail. Maitreya said, Eternal time is the primeval source of the interactions of the three modes of material nature. It is unchangeable and limitless, and it works as an instrument of Lord Vishnu for his pastimes in the material creation. This cosmic manifestation is separated from the Supreme Lord as material energy by means of Kala, which is the unmanifested and personal feature of the Lord. It is situated as the objective manifestation of the Lord under the influence of the same material energy of Vishnu. This cosmic manifestation is as it is now. It was the same in the past, and it will continue in the same way in the future. There are nine different kinds of creations besides the one which naturally occurs due to the interactions of the modes. There are three kinds of annihilations due to eternal time, the material elements, and the quality of one's work. Of the nine creations, the first one is the creation of the Mahatattva, or the sum total of material ingredients, wherein the modes interact due to the presence of the Supreme Lord. In the second, the false ego is generated, in which the material ingredients, material knowledge, and material activities arise. The sense perceptions are created in the third creation, and from these elements are and from these the elements are generated. The fourth creation is the creation of knowledge and of working capacity. The fifth creation is that of the controlling deities by the interaction of the modes of goodness. 
of which the mind is the sum total. The sixth creation is the ignorant darkness of the living entity by which the master acts as a fool. All the above are natural creations by the external energy of the Lord. Now, hear from me about the creations by Brahma, who is an incarnation of the mode of passion, and who, in the matter of creation, has a brain like that of Lord Vishnu. The seventh creation is that of the immovable entities, which are of six kinds. The fruit trees without flowers, trees and plants which exist until the fruit is ripe, creepers, pipe plants, creepers which have no support, and trees with flowers and fruits. All the immovable trees and plants seek their subsistence upwards. They are almost unconscious, but have feelings of pain within. They are manifested in many varieties. The eighth creation is that of the lower species of life, and they are of different varieties, numbering 28. They are all extensively foolish and ignorant. They know their desirables by smell, but are unable to remember anything within the heart. Of the lower animals, the cow, goat, buffalo, Krishna stag, hog, gavaya animal, deer, lamb, and camel all have cloven hooves. The horse, mule, ass, gora, Sharaba, bison, wild cow, all have only one hoof. Now you may hear from me about the animals who have five nails. The dog, jackal, tiger, fox, cat, rabbit, sajuru, lion, monkey, elephant, tortoise, alligator, gosapi, etc. all have five nails in their claws. They are known as panka nakas, or animals having five nails. The heron, vulture, crane hawk, basa, Baluka, peacock, swan, sarasa, kakravaka, crow, owl, and others are the birds. The creation of the human beings, who are of one species only, and who stalk their eatables in their belly, is the ninth in the rotation. In the human race, the mode of passion is very prominent. Humans are always busy in the midst of miserable life, but they think themselves happy in all respects. <laughs> These last three creations and the creation of demigods, the tenth creation, are Vaikrita creations, which are different from the previously described Prakrita, natural creations. The appearance of the Kumaras is both. The creation of the demigods is of eight varieties. The demigods, the forefathers, the Asuras or demons, the Gandhavaras and Asvaras or angels, the Yakshas, the Rakshasas, the Siddhas, Karanas, and Vidyaharas, the Bhutas, Pretas, and Pishakas, and the superhuman beings, the celestial singers, all are created by Brahma, the creator of the universe. Now I shall describe the descendants of the Manus. The creator Brahma, as the incarnation of the passion, mode of Vishnu creates the universal affairs with unfailing desires in every millennium by the force of the Lord's energy. Thus ends chapter 10, which requires a spreadsheet. <laughs> it requires a spreadsheet. I, chapters like this are really interesting because they're very detailed and they're going here, here, here. But it, 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 on some level, it's like, okay, that's this is the creation of the world and it's putting everything into orders. But what do we do with that? That's the question. I'm going to leave it open-ended. What do we do with this after we learn that, oh, this is the seventh creation. Well, what does that, what does that mean? Was it Srila Prabhupada who used to say 
something like, you know, people study the, the Big Bang. Big Bang has been recorded here. So what does it matter, you know? Maybe we study this and find it wrong. Maybe we study and find it right. Maybe we study and find whatever. It doesn't matter because it doesn't improve us spiritually, essentially. He, he, he said that science was wrong. This was right. But, but these scientific studies, at the end, we have all this information, but how do they affect us on a spiritual level was, I think, what he said. I'm completely man uh, paraphrasing and combining things that I'm trying to remember on the spot, but, but it's a question I ask. What do these things mean to us? Now, I think we should study science. We should study all these things. I should study, you know, uh, the health benefits of coffee or what's in my coffee cup or whatever, of course, to know the world and to be able to work with the world. But at the same time, how does it affect me spiritually? How does this coffee cup how does this cup of coffee affect me spiritually? I used to drink three to four cups a day, and if I missed one cup, uh, or if uh, I didn't have it within a certain time period, oh, yeah, it would kill me. I have been with exes who are freaking out because I'm literally dying in, in the spot, it feels like. Uh, my girlfriend just the other day had a headache. She couldn't figure out why. She skipped her coffee. I mention this because when your entire life is wrapped up in an addiction, you know what you can't do? Other things. Oh, I'll go to the temple or I'll study something with you, but I gotta get a cup of coffee first. It's an interference. So learning about coffee and how it affects you and caffeine may be a scientific thing, but how does it affect me spiritually? That's a question that's important. Well, I discovered that three cups a day destroys a lot of my activity. Now I have one in the morning, and actually sometimes I don't even finish it. So I, I, it is a question I ask. I think, it's, I think it's an important question. Also, I have always believed that there were no angels in Hinduism. I believe that that was a Christian thing. I see these New Agers all the time. They talk about Archangel Michael and, and Kali, and I'm like, there's no Archangel Michael in Hinduism. I don't even think there's angels. And yet it says, verse 28, 29, that there are Gandhadra and Apsaras, or angels. Is that, a proper, is that a proper translation of those two words? Are Gandhavas and Apsaras angels? And also, is the angel being referenced here the exact same thing as we think of angels, and, or I think of them as in terms of a... Uh, a, a Catholic Christian ideology of angel, big wings, harps, you know, servants of the Lord flying around, or is simply this a word being used because it's the closest thing we have to these beings, but they're not actually angels, and really this is a whole different construct of what an angel is. I, I think that that's actually true. I don't think, I don't think they have angels like Archangel Mike, Michael, whatever, I don't know, I'm not Catholic. I just, I just wonder. I just wonder when I see this. And at one point, I was like, "Oh, there is angels," but now I'm like, "I don't think there is. I don't think there is." And that goes back to my previous thing. If there are no angels, and you're someone in the New Ageism, and you're doing New Ageism, and you're doing Hindu or whatever stuff mixed with all this other stuff and Christian stuff, but yet Hinduism does not believe in angels but yet your belief system has angels. 
how do you how do you put those two things together? You know, it's like if I'm an atheist who believes in God. Well, you can't believe in God if you're an atheist. So how do you put those things together? Strange enough, we live in a, an age a time where we do these things. We believe in contradictory ideas. It's very strange how the world is like that. And I don't understand. I think people grab ideas and they don't think about things. And this is kind of an issue pet peeve with me because I have literally thought about my religion over the years and thought about my beliefs. And I think about things a lot. Um, if it feels good, I don't care. I, I want to know what is the truth. How do I put these things? I want... I don't like contradictory ideas in my head. They keep me up at night. <laughs> That's just me, and I sometimes I think I'm in a minority. But, anyways, I'm going to rant now on that thing, so it's better than I end this video. And instead, maybe you can find some value in it, and you can respond and keep the conversation going down below. And, uh, yeah, that being said, next time we'll get into the next chapter. So, Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Harry, 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 Rama, Harry, Rama, 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 Harry, Harry.